Love is in the air this February. And what better way to express our love than to talk about one of our favorite things, Southeast Asian indie games. In this episode, Arif goes back to nature in Coral Island, a farm life sim by Indonesian developer Stairway Games about living on a tropical island. The question is, will he fall in love with Coral Island just as much as he did Stardew Valley? Over in Reno's court, she tries her hand at love for real. This is Matchmaker Agency by Indonesian studio Ninja Games and Meloncat, a management sim about matching hot singles in your town with their one true love. Are we head over heels with these Southeast Asian indies? Tune in to find out. Hey everybody, welcome back to the 20M Podcast, uh, the show about video games and the people behind them. Welcome, my name is Arif, your host today. Wow, I almost lost the flow there, you know? I was like, I was like getting in my head about like... How do you enjoy the podcast? Yeah, thanks. And uh, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> who am I? Hello, I'm Reno. I am also on the podcast today, as I am always. <laughs> How are you Reno. doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing really good. I'm wearing the Gigabash jacket today. Yeah. I've got this like overly, like my hair is way too long. I really need to go get a haircut. So I think we were just talking about the Backstreet Boys. We were just talking you look about like you're going to push me into my locker and take my lunch. <laughs> 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 that's terrible <laughs> how are you how are you Rita? i'm doing fine it's a uh, nice and warming up in tokyo which is great so i feel like people are going out being social i'm still in my basement but other people are <laughs> which is always great what's the what's the social climate before we get to like some of our main topics of the show which include a lot of indonesian games and the games that we've been playing um what, what's the climate like in tokyo not like actual climate like social climate like, is everybody still at home playing Persona 3 Reload? Are people gearing up for a Final Fantasy VII Rebirth? Like, what, what's the what's the air like in Tokyo? I think it's Rebirth. It's it's all Rebirth. Like, that's all I'm seeing on my timeline. And then also just, like, in terms of news. So, you know, like, Tokyo Skytree, this, like, very... Yeah, I saw they have a collaboration, right? Yeah, well, they, they didn't even, like, announce it. Like, I was looking for the news about it because Genshin just did theirs. Or, Genshin, or my assumption was that Genshin was going to do it throughout because they didn't post the Rebirth thing. But I think Rebirth is starting from today as of the time of us recording this they're doing um some kind of event there the the genshin one i i didn't actually end up going um but my friends did and apparently it was a bit lame um just like really crowded and then like they they said they were doing like a sky uh show of like some kind of like special video and it was just like the character like demos as in like just stuff that you would see on youtube you just like put it up on the screen like up there but i'm sure the rebirth one will be great like i think the whole the whole country is just waiting for that to drop yeah, I'm really excited. Imagine like over here at the Petronas Tower is like lighting up for rebirth. I don't think that I'd be, I feel like that'd be sacrilegious. Like isn't Petronas never. Shinra in this like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like in this the planet's dying Petronas. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, everybody, if you haven't checked out some of our previous episodes, we just recorded or we just published episode 29 of the 20M podcast, which featured Persona 3, our early impressions of Persona 3 Reload and Reno. What else did we talk about? Covered Steam Next Fest, which is which mostly in your court again, I think, because you tried out a couple of games, right? You tried out Cards RPG, and you also tried out Botany Manor. Did I yep. say that right? Yep. <laughs> yeah, so that, I think that one was a really good episode, and then we've just finished up some of the uh, reels and shorts of uh, the Last of Us review with Najmi, which is also just a really exciting, uh, exciting one. Um, but. Yeah, so check out some of our previous episodes and uh, some of the reviews here on the Twenty M Podcast if you haven't already. But for those. That are curious about what this week's topic is. Reno, where should we start with episode 30 of the 20M podcast? 
Well, I think we finally found time to actually play games and like separately <laughs> and, and experience them again. And in particular with this episode, it's going to be a Southeast Asian focus again, which we're always really excited for. So you um, actually play Coral Island, I believe. Is that correct? Yes, I finally had the time to sit down and play some Coral Island, which I'm really excited about. And uh, yeah, I don't know if this is going to be, this definitely isn't going to be my review because Coral Island is one of those games where, before I describe it, it's just one of those like, fun games I feel like people can throw their lives into because it's a farming life sim. Um, but I think this is going to be just like general impressions and specifically some of the notes that I was overwhelmed by in the introduction uh, parts of the game and some stuff that I think you would enjoy. But yeah, so I've been playing Coral Island. It's a game by Stairway Games. Uh, it's an Indonesian developer, and they launched Coral Island as a Kickstarter campaign. I don't know if you remember this, Reno, but like this kind of like went semi-viral because, I mean, Coral Island as a game has gone semi-viral uh, because of the nature of its like farming sim, Stardew Valley, Story of Season-esque uh, gameplay, and I guess the vertical that it's in. But they raised, like, they, they smashed their Kickstarter goal in, like, a couple days, if I'm not mistaken, and just blew oh. everybody out of the water when mm -hmm. they first launched. And it just, like, came out of nowhere. And then since then, they've just had, like, such a core community where it's almost like a religious cult. Like, when you talk about oh. Coral Island, when people talk about Coral Island and play Coral Island, they're, like, really into it. Uh, but I guess for those that want an overview of Coral Island, it's basically a, it's, like, a life sim mostly like a farming sim again it's really reminiscent of stardew valley um as of like recent i guess farming sim uh comparables uh very very much story of seasons uh there's also kind of elements that take from different games as well so it's in that farming sim life sim vertical but i feel like it has areas where it definitely elevates some aspects but if you look at it just at the get-go it's 3d it's gorgeous it's got such a serene uh kind of environment as well and the story is you're somebody who's sick of the city if i had a dollar every single time a wholesome game did that to me you know what i mean sick of city life is coming to this island called coral island and then you work as the local farmer um as part of this ecosystem that's living in coral island you know, the island life uh, kind of family uh, and you can socialize you can crop and you could do a, a lot more so there's a lot to get into in coral island in terms of specifics but again if you're looking at gameplay here on the visual side of the podcast i think you know exactly what kind of game <laughs> this is. it looks super cute like i'm just having a look at <clears throat> the steam page now and i know you're going to get into this a bit as well but like the first my first impression was like that girl like lily she looks like mulan yeah like like literally like one one form like in a great way like i love the art design like for the sprites that appear like i think that's really really cool yeah i mean that's the first thing to get into as well right like to, before talking about the gameplay the most mind-blowing thing about coral island is its character design and i think when i originally was following the game like before launch i was like oh my god this looks so much like disney concept art like they legitimately look like 2d disney like sprites you know what i mean like uh, the concept art before they go into full animation because they were mm -hmm. static right uh, and then i looked it up and like yeah the artist from coral island i think is has a pretty big following on social because they're a really prolific uh, digital artist but i i believe that they have served clients like disney and dreamworks in the past as well so you get that caliber of an artist kind of contributing to this gorgeous of a game and it totally looks like it's has that that stack that level of animation quality or that level of like character or art direction right in a game again that's from indonesia not not trying to put down like the indonesian ecosystem but like that's exactly why i think like 
we tend to underestimate Southeast Asian games. Like, hey, if you look in the right in the right lens, there's some amazing games here in Southeast Asia that are of a caliber just like everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And then like the other thing I always look for when I when I look at live sim kind of farming games, I'm like, what does the cow look like? Is it cute? <laughs> the, the cow has to be that, that. Like the cow has to be cute. Like I'm a story of seasons person and the story of seasons like cows are just like like S tier. So they gotta be on that level. So are the cows cute? <laughs> you know, I've never heard I've never heard this ever before. This is not a conversation we've ever had. Like why why do you do this? The cows are everything. They're <laughs> like they're the most like when you think of farm animals, the, the first animal has to be cow. Before before sheep, before pig, it's cow, right? Sure, sure. Right? Cow's so, cute. I'm so old. I'm so old. <laughs> no, no, it's just like the, the animal like landscape is also just like really fun. And I don't know. I think for me, what's different, and I think like recently some other sims have gone into this 3D route as well. Or I, I don't know, because like it's quite interesting, right? Because I feel like the story of seasons kind of 3D route is like still chibi. They're very like the proportions a little bit different. It's kind of cuter. Like Coral Island. For the most part, they're a little bit more normal proportion. I don't know how else to describe this. Like, do, do you know what I mean? When like other games are like uh, 2D sprites, so I feel like that adds another level of uh, appreciation of something that's a little bit different. Like Coral Island is compared to like some other games. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, sure. Pe- cows are cute, but you know how, how do you not say like everybody else is cute? Like it's hilarious. I think I saw a video ages ago. It's like I want to date everybody in Coral Island, and like I'm, I played like the first couple hours. And I'm like I do want to date everybody in Coral Island. <laughs> like Everyone everybody's fucking gorgeous. <laughs> you know. I mean, the other thing that I feel like we've kind of glossed over a little bit is the fact that you can explore underwater, right? Which is something yeah. that you know games like Story of Seasons uh, they don't have that. Yeah, and I think this is an interesting one where it's like, you know, what Coral Island offers that some other uh, typical, very famous um, farming sim, life sim games don't offer. And one of the aspects that I think is really interesting is actually, yeah, the underwater stuff is, uh, I haven't gotten into that part, but I understand that there is. I think there's also maybe some mystical elements. I think that's also pretty par for the course for some of these games. But there seems to be also a focus on uh, island conservation and environmental conservation as well, right? So I'll just give you an example. Like, this is how... Um, maybe how Coral Island might be different from my favorite, you know, farming sim game of all time, Stardew Valley, where like you go out and the first task is to clean your flipping backyard, to uh, start growing your crops, right? And as per usual, you bring out the axe, you chop down the tree, pop, and then like you, you get all the like wood, and then it's like, all right, dude, I'll do the little stone, and then you get a little bloop, 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 and then you like do all the grass, the overgrown grass. And then there's this one thing that I was like, how do I, how do I get, what is this? How do I get rid of that? Is that stone? It's trash bags. It's pollution. Oh. You know? So it's like, ah, oh, okay. I see where they're going with this, where it's like, especially, you know, when you talk about the thematic landscape of being on an Island, um, I, I think they're, they're probably going to go deeper with this and I, and I believe they do, but it's one of those aspects where I think there are elements of Island conservation, environmental protection that, they want to say through this game um which i think is i'm really excited for that specific narrative of what they're trying to say um on that on that line that's awesome i feel like it's almost like a choose your own adventure and then with the disney element it's like you can be your own disney character it feels like <laughs> self-insert yeah. self-insert i want to marry mulan please <laughs> yeah. yeah but i mean on the note of this like you know maybe non-southeast asian versus southeast asian kind of like wavelength right you know, let me tell you, this is like one of the reasons why I have fallen in love with Southeast Asian games. And it's just a reminder of why I love our regional ecosystem so much and games coming out from the region. 
but you first boot up Coral Island, and it is, without a doubt, Southeast Asian music. Like, it's not overt as in, like, you know, you're not here at the Gamelang or, like, something, like, crazy that's, like, hyper, 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 hyper local, but just in the way that it does its melody, it's anybody who is from this region will find familiar melodies, tones, and instruments in its opening music. And to me, that got me a little bit emotional. I'm like, that's exactly what we talk about over the past couple of years, you know, not just on this podcast, but, you know, your and I's relative uh, respective careers in the games industry. It's like, how do you introduce culture in the video games medium from a Southeast Asian perspective without it overtly being Southeast Asian? That's exactly how you do it. It's for Southeast Asians, but even for those that don't, they get exposed to that kind of stuff. So I just want to commend the Coral, the Stairway, uh, you know, team. Like that opening was awesome. And the second thing, um, Reno, is that like, the character model flipping looks like me, man. I know this is such a small, stupid, like, it where you can create your own models and, uh, you know, when you spend long enough, you can totally do it. But it's just so hilarious how, like, the archetypal, like, characters look like people around me. You know what I mean? And that's your base character that you have to work off of. It's not your, like, typical... I know Fortnite has done a lot of strides, actually, in diversity, but, you know, your typical Fortnite poster boy. And it's like, oh, that's how you... Like, that's you're going to be your avatar for the next, like, 200 hours as you play. Um, and then the last thing on this note is that, you know, the person that you are greeted by is undeniably an Indonesian. Like, as in... <laughs> as in... <laughs> in the way that he dresses his name, like, his <laughs> mannerisms. Like, it's such a funny scenario where I just felt like I am literally on an Indonesian island right now that is so hospitable, but it feels so commonplace, it feels so safe. So when you talk about, like, beautiful indie games, I know where, you know, for those that might not be from Southeast Asia, for those that might not be from Indonesia, like, you know, I'm not Indonesian, right? But there's that sense of familiarity that I'm just so glad this game is a pretty big deal. Like, a lot of people have been playing talking about the game all over the globe, but it's injecting parts of our regional culture, I guess specifically Indonesian culture in it, in a way that's so normal and it's not overt, but it just makes it so beautiful. Like, I'm just so happy this game was made by an Indonesian. This is like the, the anti-Bali game. It's like, what if, what if people who came to Indonesia in Asian islands didn't just open up a yoga studio, but actually farmed and cultivated land? Honestly, like we should genuinely get the devs on to get their take on, <laughs> see other takes on it. Um, that's that's really cool. Yeah, it looks exciting. I really want to get into it now. Love my farming sim. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I will say, I guess the caveat here is that one of the last notes on Coral Island is that it, it is obscenely similar to Stardew Valley. And again, I've logged hundreds of hours in Stardew Valley. I know that place like the back of my hand. Right? Like, give me how many times have I married Leah? Every playthrough. Right? Like, I love that game. It's kind of it's kind of interesting when we talk about, and I want to bring up a really interesting discussion, maybe Rita, that I'd love to get your takes on, right? But there are some games in the indie ecosystem that obviously follow models uh, of successful games. And I want to bring up two examples. I think the first one is Stardew, like this this game in Stardew Valley, where the house placement, the map placement, everything is actually very similar to Stardew. And almost like scarily so. Like I was afraid. I was like, oh, is this just another Stardew clone, but packaged in a way that is slightly different? So that's why it's blowing up. And so far, I feel half of that. Where I, again, like I'm very early into the game, and I've yet to experience like maybe some of the parts where it branches. Um, but it just like I don't know. I just think it's like a fascinating one. Where it's like, how do you follow something that is so successful and make a game that is similar to that, whilst also doing your own thing? But right now, I feel like there are an insane amount of similarities that I was walking through the motions as if I was playing another Stardew playthrough, except it was a modded version, which is kind of weird. But mm -hmm. what I'm excited about is that it does seem like they are offering more 
than what Stardew offered me in terms of a mechanic standpoint, from a visual standpoint. And like, I'm excited to see where it goes, but this is something I'm always going to keep at the back of my mind. Um, and the last example that like, you know, you know, we've, I don't know if we talked about here on the podcast, but there's another game called, I think, Bo that's being made in Thailand. Mm -hmm. And it looks so much like Hollow Knight. And even in yeah, its move sets, yeah. and even in its like uh, movements and all that kind of stuff, and I'm just uh, again not knocking either either game in any way, shape, or form. I just think it's an interesting discussion of like how indie games emulate like other successful games, uh, and being a bit more optimistic of like what differences they. But it just really reminded me of like Bo and Hollow Knight, and uh, I was playing Coral Island and thinking about Stardew Valley. I mean, like I haven't played Coral Island, so I'll have to like reserve my judgment until then but when i look at the screenshots they also look a lot like story of seasons so i also yeah. am just like wondering if like there's only so many ways they can lay out like the farm the like how a farm looks like like when you start off the, like, honestly the cows actually look very similar as well and then the three by the three by three grid of like how you plant your crops as well that's also something um very like story of seasons so i guess it is just like how they can take the genre how can they can take like these core base mechanics and make it different and i think yeah like having the underwater exploration thing is, is really really cool and and the design as well like for for i think i've gone on record to say this right like a lot for me with playing these games where you have to like build relationships with characters i have to like like the character like personality wise and also visually so i think visuals are like a huge thing like i would i like in the case of like stardew valley like i haven't picked it up just because i don't like the pixel art style so i feel like design is everything for for games like this yeah absolutely I agree. Very well, good. I'm going to play more Coral Island um, and support the, as if the Indonesian <laughs> games ecosystem needs support. Like, that, Coral Island is probably one of the biggest Indonesian games. Like, so, you know, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just, oh, and uh, just the caveat, uh, the codes were provided by uh, Stairway uh, Games as well. So thanks, Stairway, for the review codes. But we're going to be continuing to play, play that title and probably give you updates throughout the uh, 20M journey. Coral yeah, let me but, let us know when you get married to to some lucky person in Coral Island. I will try to marry everybody. <laughs> <laughs> this island is mine. Yeah. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I love them. I spent like two conversations <laughs> with somebody. It's like marry. Yeah, but um, you know, uh, on the note of Southeast Asian games, on the note of Indonesian games, happy post Valentine's, and and on the note of marrying people i suppose as well. <laughs> i have been playing another indie indonesian game and it's called matchmaker agency by i believe niji games and Melancat. um so yeah it's uh i mean i think the title kind of explains it all but i love the catchphrase that the devs have used um in their opening line on steam which is a uh, hot singles near your area and they're ready to date but no not you so it's like it's like that <laughs> It's like early 2000s, like, you know, you've got that, like, spam little, like, alert pop-up that's, like, an ad, it's, like, hot singles, like, next door or something. But, like, the, but the whole premise for this game is that you're, you're a matchmaker, so you're not actually getting matched with anyone. You're helping people in your city, in your town, um, get together. And also similar, similar tropes in, in this kind of game as well, where it's, it's, um, it's a matchmaking agency or dating agency that you inherited from your grandparents. I'm just, whoa, like, you like... I can't imagine my grandparents. The dynasty, man. You know, yeah. so it's, a arcade, it's like a family business has been running for generations. Pretty much. So much money. So then I think you come back there and it's been some time um, in the office, but you've managed to come in, I think, just like three days or a very short amount of time before the lease for the place and um, 
goes up and then the landlord has been like waiting all these years so he can like sell the freaking building and then you come back and he's like super angry he's like oh you got to pay me like this much money every month or something like that so then you're you're there and you're like oh god like i've got to start earning money so again like very similar to a lot of these games where like you know you inherit something from someone and you you're on a bit of a clock to like kind of build something from nothing right and in the matchmaker agency for some reason you have a cat that like you have a talking cat like just because so he's he just acts as like your guide there he's like oh i was here with your grandparents i'm like your grandmother's familiar or something i will teach you how to like match people and make them fall in love it's just like whatever like i'm just gonna roll with this that's awesome that's awesome i feel like it's just one of those like it's so wacky it's such a just i'm just let's just do it you know yeah, <laughs> let's do it pretty but, much yeah but i mean this one this one was exciting because i feel like they again they release it on valentine's or the day after valentine's if i'm not mistaken um and it's such a perfect timing like window for that but it also like I mean, walk me through a little bit of the gameplay as well, Reno, because I have yet to jump into this one, but it just looks really clean, crisp, and uh, I don't know. It's like, it just like the visuals look really polished, but I'm curious how like the gameplay uh, actually actually fares. Yeah, um, yeah. so it did launch on Valentine's Day, which is perfect for me because that's what I spent my Valentine's Day doing, just playing it at night, <laughs> matching um, fictional characters together. Um, so you start off, you're in the agency, the, the main sort of screen is just at you at your desk and you've got like a phone, you've got your client folder, and then you've got like a, an iPad where you can buy stuff. But basically you have clients who kind of walk, you have walking clients or you can like use your phone to, to do various like marketing tasks. So it might just be like go out on the street and like find customers, which sounds like the funniest thing, just like pulling people in or like you can spend a bit of money and get flyers. You can like put an ad in radio. So these are all just like marketing costs and that's how you can get more clients in. So when they come in, um, depending, I guess, like in the beginning, the first few clients come in and they have like a full profile built out. So it says like what they aspire, what they like, what they dislike and, and so on. And so the idea is that you've got them in your in your um, portfolio and then you someone else might come along and then you try and see where whether they're compatible or not. And then later on, you'll get clients who don't have everything filled out. So you don't know them that well. So you're able to interview them. And then again, they'll the way you interview them, like how comfortable you make them feel and how much you guys gel also then impacts how much information they give by themselves. Because I, I definitely had a couple of awkward interviews where they just like hated me and then like, I go back to their profile and I still don't know anything about them. Like, oh, <laughs> so, um, and the, and I guess the way it works, it's like you're kind of on a clock, right? So like a guy comes in on like week one and then if you haven't kind of like tried to match him by like week three or week four, like his emoji just kind of gets like angrier or sadder and sadder. So you're kind of having to balance like getting more getting more clients in. Um, you can you can reject them as well. So then maybe you want to be strategic and be like, oh, is, does this person kind of fit my portfolio of my current clients? And then you have to spend time interviewing them because you're on like a weekly calendar. So if they if you spend this week interviewing them, then you might not spend time matching anyone. And then like time goes on, and then like you just have to. It's like a management sim in that sense. Yeah, that 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 sounds really funny. <laughs> but also like fun and funny uh at the same time but like i love like just uh, uh not to compare not to say that these games are very similar right but it's like i loved that kind of like sim management aspect of my lovely wife yes my lovely <laughs> wife um and uh, another game made in indonesia uh by game changer studio but like yeah there's just like there's just so much to this mechanic of like managing things and other people maybe we're just like corporate slaves you know it's like we just love that just get a, a high off of that aspect but yeah this this sounds really interesting i mean like what what else to this game like where were there any early impressions or anything that found uh things that surprised you 
or I must I must know about matchmaker before I make them game or not. So early on, like I would look at the two. So I have like you you can lock one client in and then like use the other side of the screen to just like scroll through the rest and then you can kind of like compare them. So I would be like reading and like okay, he hates immature and like okay, does it say mature here? <laughs> or like loves basketball is like does it say basketball here? And then after a while, like I just there were so many variances in what they liked and disliked. Sometimes it would be like loves gamers you know like it would just be like it, it wouldn't even just be like a an attribute or like whether they like a hobby it could be whether they like certain types of people one was like loves like i think it was like dynasty families like, like families that came from money things like that yeah. so i was like trying to compare and it's like oh i don't really you know what like if i was a real matchmaker i would just go by gut feel so that's what i started doing <laughs> i would just find them as long as they were the same sexual orientation i would just be like oh, i think i think you guys could be i think you guys could hit it off and then you just like match them and so then, um, I think slightly a bit after the tutorial, the cat tells you like, oh, when they go on a date, you actually have these like superpowers where you can like, I don't know, like leave your soul and like go follow them to their date. And then there's like five events throughout the date and you can kind of nudge them towards different activities. So it'll be say a date with like Tom and Larry, and then it will be like, oh, Larry tripped, what would you do? And then be like, uh, it gives you like four options that Tom could do. And then you can like, basically nudging tom like hey i think you should you know go help him out uh, hey i think you should laugh him laugh at him and so again that as well um as you do them you have the little character sprites in the bottom and they kind of like indicate whether that was like the right or wrong things like sometimes there'll be like a sweat bead sometimes there'll be like a smiley face and so a lot of the times i would just be like i don't really know what is appropriate in this scenario i would just do what like a normal human being would do you know help them out you know if there's an awkward Island, you know, try and fill it up like things that I think I would do on a date but sometimes like they would still get angry I'd be like oh you know I don't know what's going on it was I don't know if I actually know how to play this game but I will <laughs> say I own out of the 25 I think I matched 25 couples only one only one failed okay so I <gasps> so I think I'm pretty good at this uh, my biggest <laughs> congratulations really God bless you doing the, you know, the Lord's work out here. <laughs> Make sure people find love. What happened with that one couple? Like, what would you just like not give, not care about? I don't them, know or, what like... happened. Like, uh, okay. Like, okay. I do know what happened. Like, so I, I stopped reading like a long time ago at this point. I'm just like, again, just matching straight people together and like non-straight people together. And then um, doing the best I could during the day. And I, I guess this is the one time where the game was just like, look, this is really not going to work. We're, we're at like ultra easy mode at this point. Everyone is like super accommodating, but no, this will not work. <laughs> You're just playing with people's lives here. It's like you don't actually care about finding love. It's like, how do I maximize my profits? Like get to the next client. <laughs> it's terrible there's a bit of um, a story progression though so some of the clients a lot of the clients uh i think they're just kind of like npc built so like a bit like kind of just put together based on like the game's algorithm but there's a couple of like character stories so there's a guy who comes in um who's like a marketing guru and he's like oh i'll help you with your marketing if you match me for free and you kind of follow his progression like the first date it goes well, but then he comes back later saying like, oh, actually, it didn't go well Like uh, after that. And then you like match him again. There's another guy who's like this super alpha bro who's like a, a gamer or a streamer or something. And he's like, oh, I just, um, I'm just here for like the hot girls or something. But then as you match him and it doesn't work out, he kind of becomes more and more humble. It's like, oh, you know, I'm, I, I do actually want to meet someone. That's why I'm here. And that's why I'm not just out there playing with women. So there's that one. And then the latest one I, uh, I came across... Um, it was interesting. Like, I do feel like the devs are trying to dive a bit deeper in the narrative. So a guy came and he said, 
hey, I'm looking to meet someone. I'm not out yet. I hope you understand what that means. And was like, in terms of the partner I'm looking for, I hope they can understand like the situation in my family. And it kind of went into a bit of detail, which I thought was really interesting. And then I didn't, I, I tried to be a bit better with matching this time. And it, it seemed to work out well. So I don't know if like, if it went badly, if it will go a different path, maybe that would have happened. But I do, you know, appreciate that effort where it's not just a meme. It's not just trying to be a meme. Like they are trying to address like maybe specific issues that people uh, growing up in South Asia might, might have trouble with, you know. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That, I mean, again, I love that they maybe injected that type of, you know, or, you know, whatever else is in the game related to that. Because I, again, uh, I was maybe just afraid that it was a very simple, like, just like mechanic oriented uh, kind of game. But I, I, you know, how much of a sucker I am for narrative and sucker mm-hmm. I am for like just these bits, right? To tell you a little bit more about what the developers want to say with the subject matter that they play with. So I, I'm just a big fan of that. I'm really. I'm really glad that that type of stuff is uh, approached. I think, I mean, I do see the attempt and I do see like in terms of the the range of like people. So I, as far as I've seen, there's, you've got um, straight people, you've got gay people and you've got like bisexual characters and you can't match people who are not of the same orientation. Like it's just, the game just doesn't allow you to do that. So I guess there is some effort to do that. And it is interesting. Like, I mean, this kind of topic, like, Obviously, a game like Matchmaker is supposed to be fun and interesting, and but whether you want to go deeper and try to explore like, sexuality and what relationships really are, I think there's always that kind of opportunity. I don't know if the game goes that deep because I've only I'm only a couple hours in, but it's I I appreciate I guess the attempt to tell more diverse stories instead of just your typical you know straight characters. Yeah. No. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um. Do you have any like final thoughts on Matchmaker Agency? It's quite um, serene, I suppose. Like, again, like, I feel like the stakes are very low. I don't know if I chose just, like, a super easy setting, but it's just, like, you know, you match people, you go on a date, and then most, like, 99% chance they'll get along, and then, like, you watch your money go up, then you can, like, buy certain things to, like, furnish your space and, like, help you earn more profit later on. So it's just because you just get into that cycle of just, like, uh, grinding for money, spending it, grinding for money, spending it. And I think it's, like, a nice, chill way to spend an afternoon. Uh I'm excited. <laughs> excited. Excited to meet hot singles in your area. Yeah, I'm excited to set people up and then have the ego boost. I did that. You know, that was because of me. You guys don't actually like each other that much. It's <laughs> like present. Yeah, no, no, I'm really excited. And I mean, like maybe on the larger note here is like, I'm just really glad that we're using this time on the podcast to talk about it, this is kind of like a return to form, right? For us here, where it's like, yes, we've covered, you know, the big games. Our last couple of reviews were like Last of Us and Sega, and like, you know, with uh, Persona and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, we did do a little bit of Steam Next Fest. And, you know, we're really thankful for our partners that are out there on the AAA side and on the larger side. But I feel like, you know, you and I genuinely have passion for uh, independent games and let alone independent games here in the region. I'm just glad that we're spending our time like uh, going through this. And this is my just a usual plug and the usual shtick to say like, hey, if you're listening to the 20 AM podcast and you're either from the region here in Southeast Asia or not from the region here in Southeast Asia, go check out some independent games from the region, man. Um, like, And I know like that's the bit that I do and like try to treat that in a comedic way. But um, I also just want to note that like, I think um, there was a government official that did a studio visit to Mojikin Studio uh, last week as well. And I'm assuming it's because of their success at the Game Awards for being nominated for uh, Games for Impact yeah. over there. And that's like the first Indonesian game that was nominated uh, at the Game Awards, right? Um, and so I just feel like we're, yes, we're having a moment here in Southeast Asia. I think like we're in, in the thick of it. Uh, and I also... 
like just want to acknowledge that again there are so many great games that are coming from the region there might be some that are your cup of tea and there might uh there might be some that aren't but the, the best thing about it is that like we have options now the fact that we're talking about a farming sim southeast like indonesian game and then a matchmaking dating sim like indonesian game is just wild to me like that we have that kind of diversity so i, I don't know i'm just i'm personally having a moment where i'm just like so happy <laughs> right now <laughs> Yeah, I think there are two very diverse games. Both are Indonesia. Both are different aesthetic, but like you know, they're both really cool. Really excited for that. Well, Reno, what's going on with you in this upcoming week? What do we have to look forward to? Um, you looked like you had like an existential <laughs> crisis. Like, oh my god, like, what? what is happening next week? It's it's like like did I forget your birthday or like, like what's going? <laughs> No, I mean, I'll rattle off by saying that, like, uh, the stuff it is sort of antithetical to what I just said, right? But, like, I haven't played the Final Fantasy VII Reaver demo yet, and I really want to get to it. So that's, like, on my list. I also really want to uh, get through Persona 3 Reload a little bit more, play more Coral Island. Like, the games are stacking up this uh, this year, and I'm really happy for the industry. Uh, but, man, there's, like, so much to look forward to. Uh, but I don't know what I'm going to tackle first. What, what about you? There's, yeah, there's so much that I need to, I need to play. Like, I'm really sad that I kind of basically missed out on Steam Next Fest. I do see, like, a couple of the demos. Like, the devs have, like, graciously just, like, extended their time, which I yep. think is also a good, like, marketing strategy for people like, you know, people like me who didn't get the time. So I'm going to, like, go through Steam, see what, what other games um I can play. I think that's on my list. Yeah, I think it's, like, uh to, to me, just on, like, the strategy side of things, it's, like, it's so smart because at that point, all the YouTube videos will go up of, like, 10 best games of Steam Next Fest, and it's already over. But then if you can go back and find those games that are still on demo, like, you can go play it. Because I remember I did a couple of game demos, like, last year outside of Steam Next Fest. Again, play some independent games. Yes. Well, with that said, Reno, any parting words for the 20M podcast? Let's um... Play games, have fun, live your life, <laughs> follow your dreams, get match made by me. You know what? What I I do just was one tiny shout out to the devs who made Matchmaker Agency, like Ninja Games and Melancat. Have you thought of a sequel called like Divorce Agency? Because I think I would be gosh. really good cool at that too. That would be hilarious. Like it's a flip on the genre. You know, it's just same game. Just rewrite the characters, make them all maybe angry, depressed, sad, and then make make the make the office look really run down and crappy just like the inverse <laughs> this is this is great advice somebody's have had to pitch that game before <laughs> right like somebody has had to do that let's start our own game dev studio and just like <laughs> just go through it <laughs> Oh, well, that's everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey, if you are not subscribed to the YouTube channel, it'd mean the world to us if you hit that subscribe button. We've been being a lot more consistent with our content. Really excited to share more games, both on the AAA side and the independent side with all of y'all. And uh, last week, just as a quick um, recap, Rita, what did we do last week? Last week, we covered Persona 3 Reload, and we talked about some of the games you played on Steam Next Fest. So definitely check the episode out. It's fun. Okay, bye-bye, everybody. This was a good Thanks, everyone. Bye. Take care.